Mega Dads Live is a mature-rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go! Welcome everyone to Mega Dads Live, your monthly visit to the place where gamer life meets real life. Podcasting since 2014, we are the ultimate podcast to help you balance your love of games, media with the joys of life in the real world. My name is Adam Leonard. I am your host coming to you live from the 33rd floor of Mega Dads headquarters located in the heart of our nation's capital, Champlin, Minnesota. I am joined, of course, as always, by my lovely personal assistant manning the switchboards, keeping the lights on, keeping the floors whacked, keeping the riffraff out of the building. Mabel, how are you today, Mabel? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Election ads nonstop. It's absolutely ridiculous, right? I can't wait for this all to be. Yeah. Really? They, they can they can air them during pay-per-view porn that's that doesn't seem right it, that i don't need to no no i don't need the no i don't need the details please stop that's oh my god that sounds that sounds wet borderline illegal and i i don't i don't want to hear any more about that but mabel i'm i'm glad you're here um, I, I think we need to have a discussion off the air about work-appropriate discussions. But let's bring in the gentleman joining me today on the podcast. Joining me first, this is this is exciting stuff. We've got we've got two new voices on the on the podcast today, and I'm excited to discuss all sorts of gaming news and information with them. Um, and joining me first is the founder and the curator of Michigan's largest collection of nickels, Nick's Nickel Emporium and Gifts. Nick Edwards, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. Uh, the nickel business is booming. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, as if being on the show wasn't reason to celebrate enough, nickels are back, baby. Let, let me ask you, did the, the crypto business, does that hurt or help the, the world's appreciation of nickels? Uh, well, the people that would collect nickels have yeah. no idea what crypto is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. So I never went away. You got, you got like a nickel click. Like what do they, what do they call nickel enthusiasts? They just call them nicks. Uh, a bag of dicks. Thank you. Tom. <laughs> All right. Uh, and last on the panel, a man who probably needs no introduction, but he is best known for his line of self-deprecating men's hair care products called, I ain't got it, so I might as well help you with yours, shampoo and conditioner. Chris Birdo, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Oh, oh dear God. Uh, what a long time coming. Uh, listen, here, here's the thing about uh, starting up a men's hair product line when you yourself have no hair. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's hard to market, right? Um, so what I've had to resort to is on the ads, right? The, the, the newspaper ads, because that's really all we're in. We're in uh, newspapers still. Um, 
we have to photo my back and we shampoo my back. Oh and my God. so that's, yeah. So that's kind of how we go. Um, You're just I, like no, Robin got, Williams back there, huh? Yeah, we got, well, he's dead. Um, we got <laughs> a call from a, from a, from a lady who was trying to buy the stuff for her dog. She thought it was dog shampoo and mm. uh, she put it on her, on her, on her poodle or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not dog safe. You know, uh, we tested this on, on chihuahuas and all this and they died. Right. Yeah. And we don't advertise that because it's not made for, for dogs. And sure. so, yeah. Her, why her, would her, you, her, right? Why would exactly? So her mm -hmm. poodle's dead, um, huh. and then we explain to her, no, that's just my back. I understand the confusion. It, it is not a dog's back; it is a man's back, and that's just what you know a man's back looks like. So that explains all the pictures on your Instagram of that random lady just stroking your back in the park. Yeah, because uh, you, you have to you have to loan your back out to her now because you killed her dog. It's like a comfort thing. Yeah, yeah. you know so. Do you have to like go on airplanes with her and everything? <laughs> I'm, not allowed on, I'm not allowed on airplanes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, for for reasons for reasons we won't discuss here. I'm under NDA. I can't really discuss it. I but mm -hmm. I, I don't go on airplanes. Okay. Yeah. This is so, gonna be a great oh, show. I'm just gonna, gonna say it. It's gonna be a great show. Like, hey, listen. It. How how are you how are you doing, sir? How am I doing? How are uh, you doing? I'll tell you how I'm doing. Um, this year has been incredible. Um, I, I recently went to, uh, get my eyes examined, uh, because it was time, you know, I need new glasses. I wanted to go and get, go an eye checkup. And as you guys know, because you're in the discord, you're in our team chat, I've had prolonged issues with my eyes this year where like I get this shooting pain in my eye and it lasts for like two weeks and I can't see and tears run down my face and it's horrible. It's like somebody stabbing you in the face, uh, with broken glass. And so I went to get my eyes examined. And my eyes felt fine. And she, they do the whole thing, you know, like what looks better, one or two, three or four. You know, they do that thing and then like they go into focus and they go out of focus. And I'm just like, they all look bad. They all look terrible. I can't see anything. She's like, well, that's really weird. So she's like, let me look in your eyes. And she puts this big old light magnifying thing in my eyes. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, you don't you don't want to hear that. You don't no. want to hear that. And apparently I have like immense scarring on both of my cornea is that from uh, getting your face too close to strippers when they pass gas it's it's just all it's the that glitter little, that has yeah, just like exploded fart face. yeah fart glitter it's it's, it's it's scratched your your eyeballs that's not <laughs> mm -hmm. good man and i tried to explain to her and she's like oh fart glitter that'll do it that'll do it sir you got to wear the right protective eyewear for fart glitter um and, anyway and long story short is i've been dealing with this since the spring my vision is severely compromised and she's like you got to go in and see somebody like now i can't i can't do an eye exam because your eyes are scarred to hell so i called the eye doctor and i got put on hold for like 20 minutes then i i had to call him the next day i got put on hold for 20 minutes finally got through to them and they're like we can see you sometime in late december <laughs> i'm just like oh my are you, god are you, gonna, are you gonna have lasik is that the deal is that you gonna I have eyeball know. surgery I don't even know what the hell's wrong with me because I can't go in to see a, a, a specialist about it. But uh, yeah, that's 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 been my update, my life update. So you're doing not well. good, not good. Well, oh, I mean, not good. Yeah, no. no. Uh, I I uh, 
well, well, shit, TMI, I gotta go to the doctor too, and I'm hoping I don't get the same reaction that you got from your eyeballs. Uh, speaking of Discord, you guys know I complain about bodily functions in the Discord all the time, and I get to go see a doctor probably next year because uh, it's the end of the holiday season, and I'm gonna be a mess, you know, eating all kinds of crap. I don't need a doctor poking around my backside, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go see a doctor too, and hopefully I don't have fart glitter there. Mm. Uh, but I get to I get to go see a erectologist, <gasps> and uh, yeah, you know what yeah. you should do? You should just pack it full of <laughs> glitter so that when they do the exam, <laughs> he pulls his finger out. Looks like a fucking Christmas ornament. <laughs> yeah, it's like a pinata. He's gonna appreciate that. He's gonna be like, oh, look at that. It's never happened before. <laughs> Uh, what if it has? What if he's like, this is this happens all the time. This is not funny. another one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, you yeah, what a business. What a it'll either be the highlight of his day, or he'll just be like, oh, another, another one of these. Nick, have you ever had the finger up the butt? Uh, yeah, you have. Yeah, like at the doctor, or just like like casually. At, at, at <laughs> both in, in any in any case i paid for it every single time i said there was way too long of a pause right there yeah. <laughs> he's just like so you had to doctor get the scrapbook yes yeah. <laughs> all right well you know i've been married for a while gotta spice things up <laughs> well you know as joyful as that is we we need to start this show properly with our super positives uh every month we bring something that's bringing us life, that's bringing us energy to lift up the team to get this podcast started right. You guys have your, I, I assume Berto has his super positive ready because he he's studied. Nick actually came into this podcast not knowing anything about the podcast. So we're going to let him go last. Uh, Berto. Nigga dad's being super positive. Give us your super positive. My, my super positive is super selfish. It's going to the gym. I have started working out again. Um, I've hurt myself like four times, but that's okay. I'm going back to the gym and I just feel better, right? I've had mm -hmm. like work has been absolutely kicking my ass for the last year, right? I've been I've Jacksonville here now uh, just under a year. And the new job is great. I like the job, but it's it's caused me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stress. And now I come home, I change, and I go to the gym, and I just take out the aggression on a stack of weights, or my knees are blown so I can't run, so I use like the elliptical or mm -hmm. something like that. And it's just been, I, I, I get back, I'm there for about an hour, hour and a half, I come home, I'm drenched in fucking sweat, but I feel good. I beat the shit out of some weights, I beat the shit out of my body, uh, and then I'm just like, I'm in a, I'm in a better mood. Uh, mm -hmm. So for me, my super positive is just is just the gym and like focusing on me, right? I've kind of in the last few months done a let's focus on me, get me back to where I want to be, uh, and so that's that's my thing is just going back to the gym and and feeling better with myself. I look better naked. I can see I can see my wiener again, like without having to bend in an awkward position. I can just look down and there it is. So that's a positive thing. So yeah, the the gym going back to the gym is my super positive thing for me. I, I gotta get back to that. I've let I've absolutely <laughs> this year has sucked so hard. I've completely you were let so it all up go on Zoom and everything. Yep. Not Zoom, Noom and all this. Mm -hmm. And I and then, I know, dropped thirty pounds. I dropped Damn. thirty pounds last year. Wow. Um, 
and this year I've gained 20 of it back. <laughs> stress is a stress is a son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. This is my thing. I've uh, so I'm having coffee now. I've, I've quit putting sugar in my coffee. I'm drinking like two slim fasts a day instead of having some bullshit ass meals. I'm eating a ton of chicken. Uh, I'm just the weight's not coming off per se. Like my weight is staying the same, but I can it's see redistributed. It's being redistributed, right? Yeah. So, like, like I said, my belly is shrinking. I can look down, see my wiener bulge, whereas before mm. it was just all belly. You're so, really, uh, you're really putting a lot of focus on that dingling. You're a. Uh... Well, I mean, it's my pride and joy. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I've, I've missed it. I've missed it for many, many months. My so. super positive involves my children, and I don't want to follow your dingling with a story about my children. So I'm hoping that Nick is I ready mean, to jump in. Nick, my super positive got something for us. Also my children. So either you're going to, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, listen, I apologize to neither one of you. So uh, go talk about your children. Uh, yeah. So m my kids, uh, hate doing anything that I like doing. It's always like, hey, you want to go uh, try this skateboard that I got you out? You want to go play guitar? They're adamantly against everything. Uh, but we just recently got my oldest in ballet and my youngest in gymnastics, and they absolutely love it. And it's so great just like seeing them get in their classes and like their feet don't stop moving for the entire hour, and they're just having a blast. Mm -hmm. I'm miserable, but they're having fun. I was waiting for the connection with you and ballet, honestly. I was wondering, <laughs> are you miserable because it's hard to fit yourself into the tutu and the tights and whatnot, or just being uh, there? No, because <laughs> this is just uh, more time that I don't do anything for myself, which has been my problem for the past two years. Uh, but I'm just happy they're having mm. fun and finding their own thing. Yeah, that's what's important. That's what matters. That is a good yeah. thing. No, it's a good thing. Uh, I listen. I, I not to not to jump in front of you, Adam. I, I wish I could say I have a super positive about about my children. You guys know, uh, I believe the audience knows. Last year I went through a divorce, right? I don't I don't have my girls aren't with me. They live with their mom, um, and I get to, I get to see them not as often as I would like to. Um, I'll see them again at Christmas. I saw them for a Father's Day and recently. Um, so. I get to see them grow up. I don't get to watch them grow up. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. it's it's not the same. My daughter just uh, she is she's in first grade, and my oldest she's in first grade now. And she tells me all these wonderful things. Hey, I did this. I got this. You know, I'm doing good good in school and good grades. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And I want to, and I can't. So yeah. listen, be miserable taking your kid. I'm going to be selfish, stand on the soapbox for a second. Be miserable watching your daughters go to to dance and and ballet and gymnastics. And, and just, listen, be miserable because because you get to be there. So I'm sorry if I'm a downer for a quick second, but listen, be miserable and enjoy watching them do those things because I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wish having to watch it through a webcam on anybody. There, there's I definitely something to be said about like just, uh, I, I think every dad has that moment where like their kids are being just shits and like they're so <laughs> frustrated the and you just want to strangle the them. And then as soon as like they go to sleep or you go to work, all you want is to like experience that clusterfuck thunderstorm of just nonsense mm -hmm. because that's all you want. Yeah, because even that little uh, clusterfuck is still like ten times better than anything else you would encounter out in your normal day. Mm-hmm. 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 So my super positive 
is is kid ad- adjacent. Um, we are as a family watching Community again. We're 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 binging Community. Uh, have you guys watched the show? I assume. Yeah. I kn- I know the show. I've never watched it. I, I know I've I've seen clips, but Nick will appreciate this then if Nick has watched. So yesterday was Nora's birthday, my my five year old daughter, and we're we're eating dinner, we're eating pizza, and out of nowhere she just goes pop pop, which which pop, is the pop. catchphrase of of magnitude, one of my favorite characters in the show, who was just reintroduced as we're as we're watching halfway through season two, and my five year old kid is quoting magnitude and both of my children will do the Troy and Abed uh, high five, the the custom high five. I absolutely eat this shit up like candy. I I didn't force it on them, but they love the show. My son, uh, his favorite character is Shirley. I I just like, I love experiencing this show that is absolutely 1000% not for kids (laughs) through the lens of my, my little redheaded children. Um, so I'm, I'm loving that. Absolutely loving that. All right. I think, we're gonna I move think on. next year, I think next year you should introduce them to Game of Thrones and see how that goes. You know, I, you know, I, I no. No? <laughs> too, okay. So too much, too much there's incest. There's a lie. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't say this is the regular Game of Thrones. There's no incest in the, in the, in the original Game of Thrones series, is there? I don't think oh, so. Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yes. I don't remember. So much. Uh, season eight, nine, and 10, it was all bad. So I just don't remember. We're going to move on to our dictionary term. Uh, every month here on Mega Dads, I bring a, I bring a term, a phrase. I scour the internet in search of ways to make me more cool and relatable to the kids, and then I can share it with you guys. We can practice here on the show, uh, and we make a game out of it. Every time we use this term correctly, you hear this sound right here. That means that we did it properly, we did it correctly, and we get a point. And the points mean nothing, but that's okay, because much of life means nothing. Today's dictionary term, guys, is... Urge surfing. Yay! Urge? Urge? Urge surfing. And that is... Can I take a guess? Everybody... Can I What's take that? a guess before you? You can take a guess. Is this another term for masturbating? No, yeah. no. I was so excited. I was going to go you... with edging. I was going to go with, is this a term for like edging? Like, you know, you... you're right. Like you almost, and then you stop. But it's you're, not. You're so close. What... You are close. So is edging. Exactly. Urge surfing is when, you know, we all as adults know what it's like to have to bite your tongue or suppress what you want to say or do, much like Nick, who was just talking about not being able to do anything he wants to do on behalf of his children. Urge surfing is when you you just have this urge, this need to do or say something, but you just ride it out and you be a grown-up about it. Much like how I conduct myself on Twitter these days. <laughs> uh, the the need and the 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 actual willpower that it takes to suppress sane most of the things that I want to say on on Twitter these days, um, that's urge surfing, my friends. Okay, urge Dude, surfing. I was all right. Like, nope, not urge surfing at all. Yesterday, when I saw Birdo's dumbass tweet about Frodo, I wish he would. I wish he would have uh, urge surfed. When uh, I do, we want to get into this. I feel like this is going to come up. I'm still angry about Just it. Just fucking bring it up. Bring it up. 
But listen, I don't care that he's got the ring and it's making them all like, ah. Oh, hold on, hold on. We, try you have right. a button for this. Go ahead. Ooh, hot take. Go ahead. Otto Baggins is a bitch. Okay, he's wearing the ring and he's all like, oh, the ring, it's heavy and it hurts. And the bad guy is trying to enter my heart and make me do bad things. And you know what? Sam's adjacent to the ring. Everybody, he's just, God, he's such a whiny fucking, I don't care. I don't care. Life is fucking hard. Life is hard. Wear a fucking helmet. Shut the fuck up and move on. Life's hard. I don't give a fuck. I can't stand the way he's just, he's, he's crying and he's just like, <laughs> Samwise Genji, help me, hold me. I'm a pussy. I just can't fucking stand the way he's portrayed. I read the books. He didn't. He's not portrayed as a fucking pussy in the books. I just, oh, I I'm infuriated. Watch, I'm watching these movies. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah, fucking orcs and awesome. And oh, fucking photos on screen. Let me go jerk off real quick because it's more entertaining than watching this guy fucking crying bitch about the ring being heavy. I don't care. I don't give a fuck what the reason is. I don't care. I don't care. Shut the fuck up and walk. That's that's all I gotta say. That's it. I don't I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Plague Tale Requiem is an action-adventure game developed by Asobo Studio, published by Focus Entertainment, and it's available on all platforms. Believe it or not, dear listener, this is a show about video games. As much as we've talked about back hair, uh, bitch hobbits, and ballet, we play games sometimes and talk about them to you. And I've been playing a doozy. Have either of you guys played uh, uh, the Plague Tale, the first chapter, which was, I believe, Plague Tale Innocence? Yeah, I played the first. I no. played the first one. It, no, it's on my bucket list. Okay, Nick's played it. Of the Birdo year hasn't. For that year. Yeah. So this is a game. The first one I would very much say is a strong double A game. Uh, it is a studio that's, you know, it's a smaller studio, but it clearly had lofty ambitions. It is a third-person action-adventure game. Very, very much of the, the um, like, the Naughty Dog ilk. Like, you can see they're leaning hard into performance and story and character. They had set pieces, um, but it was... You know, it was limited by budget and team scope. So, like, you could feel like they were trying to break out of their shell. And I feel like Requiem is a lot closer to that vision that the first game had. So this is a story about um, a young girl and her brother. I, I believe it's it's France, right? This is France. Um, and they're going through... Um, the plague times and there's fucking rats everywhere but there's there's uh there's a twist on it which is supernatural which is her brother is actually the catalyst for the plague so like this has got like the inquisition and uh all these people are getting sick there's just bodies everywhere like there's like <laughs> most of the game is crawling through uh guts and corpses um but it's 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 very stealth based. So as this girl, as this young girl, you can't really battle against the the oncoming guards. You have like a slingshot that you can fling at them and kind of deter them. But for the most part, you got to sneak around and and utilize stealth. Um, the rats are a huge component, and when I say rats, like 
I'm talking like millions of rats. Like the rats are just a flood of teeth and eyes and hair and screeching. And the only thing that deters them is light. So much of this game takes place in the dark as you're trying to usher your sick brother to safety. You have to um, stay in the light, whether it's, you know, bonfires or maybe there's torches or moonlight. Uh, You're darting in and out of the shadows. The rats all stay to the shadows and they can't get you as long as you stay in the light, which which introduces a lot of puzzle elements. So like you can light up your your slingshot and fling fling lights to light bales of hay off in the distance and stuff to to push the rats away. Really interesting um, puzzle mechanics. And it also equates into the combat. So if there is a guard who has a torch and he's surrounded by rats and you're off in the distance, you can defuse his torch with your slingshot and then the rats will come and eat him. So everything is all about how the rats uh, figure into gameplay, how you protect yourself and how you use them against the enemies. All the while, you're just trying to get your little brother to safety as you learn about how this supernatural force within him is actually summoning the rats and what that all means in the world. So it's like a mix of history, because obviously this the Black Plague happened, infused with survival horror elements. Um, and I... That was my main issue with the first game was it started really strong and it was really cool as you learned how the gameplay revolved around um, just staying safe from the rats and manipulating the rat hordes. But then towards the end, it got just like batshit Resident Evil goofy. And there was actually a final boss that (laughs) the dude like literally made rat tornadoes out of magic. Uh, And I felt like the game went off the rails at the end and that that hurt it um, because it felt like it came out of nowhere, right? Nick, did you have similar feelings? Did it not bother you as it much? It didn't bother me as much because I just enjoyed mm-hmm. all of my time leading up to it. That mm-hmm. when we got there, it was like, okay, this is a little bit silly. He's throwing rat tornadoes at me, but he's trying to get this little boy's powers because he controls the yep. rats. So it made mm-hmm. a little bit of sense. Yeah. It was like this. Like you said, it was it went into the Resident Evil kind of goofy. It, it, it seemed to just kind of like, because I was like all in on this game, despite its limitations. Like, obviously, you could see the you could see the cracks, you could see the seams, but I was enjoying it for the most part. And then that supernatural thing just seemed to come out of nowhere. And from my perspective, and I was just kind of like, what the fuck are they doing now? <laughs> With Requiem, you have that story reference already in your brain if you've played this game. So it's not quite as jarring because that's there from the jump. That's there from the get-go. I've spent probably four or five hours with this game so far. I'm about six chapters deep. And they they tamper that down. There's no rat tornadoes so far. But you also have the understanding of what the, where they're coming from, how they're controlled. So that supernatural element is still there. It's They're not hitting you over the head with it. I don't know if that's going to be like the theme throughout the whole game or if they're going to do what they did in the last one and it'll kind of ramp it up towards the end. But right now I'm having the same kind of feeling that I did with the first game where I'm going through the first half of it. I'm just loving it. The The performances are fantastic. The girl who voices Amicia is her her performance is just stellar. Um this game does something that I think the Tomb Raider reboot struggled with hard in 
they are positioning her character to go from innocent, which is the name of the first game, to fucking slaughtering, killing machine in order to protect her brother. She is starting to like revel in putting these guards down and she understands her place as a protector. And I think this game is so, it does such a much better job of, of sloping that journey. Whereas I feel like in the Tomb Raider reboot, she was traumatized by killing the first guy. And then it was just like, oh, now I'm a psycho killer. This game does such a good job of like, you feel the trauma, you feel it eating away at her as she struggles with it for hours and hours and eventually gets to the point where she accepts that she needs to do what she needs to do in order to protect her brother. And the shit she has to do in this game, um, besides just killing guys, but like the danger she puts herself in, she's surrounded by the death of hundreds of people. I mean, there's countless, countless bodies throughout this entire game. This girl is just getting wrecked. And I think they do a very good job of portraying that with with the the pace, the tone of the game, and the performance of the girl who plays Amicia. It's just outstanding. Uh, budget wise, this game they they've they've either gotten an investment or a windfall from the first game because it looks and it plays a lot better. It's still not it's not like Sony first party quality. It's 30 frames per second. It doesn't perform the best at times. Uh, there's there's slowdown at, at points. But everything around that is so strong. Nick, you're going to love it. If you loved the first one, you are absolutely going to love this one. Um, Plague Tale Requiem. It's on all platforms, which I think the, the Switch version is like a cloud version, so that doesn't really count. I'm playing on PS5. Uh, I love this game. Like Even- I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it so much. Even on PS5, it's locked to, to 30 frames. Yes, and there is you, there there are sections where you where you see some stuttering as well. Yep. Do you know if the PC version has that limit? I'm at a point. PCs where and 30 I, frames. I can't play 30 frame games. I I can't. I've gotten so spoiled by either PC gaming or on the PS5 things running at at 60 or having the yeah. option to do you know 60 or or whatever and I always always choose frame rate when when given the option mm-hmm. and going back and playing games at sub 60 is just I it's can't. definitely something you notice I mean I'm like sure. you said I, I, that's that's me. The games, that's the same you know are they on um, I know the first one was I believe the first one was on it was a Game Pass game do you know, is the second one available on Game this Pass is on as Game well? Pass yep. It yep. is on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe, maybe I give it a try without putting a financial investment into it um, when I when I resubscribe to, to to Game Pass next year. So I I'll give would. It, you've you've sold it more. You have sold it more than the like preview footage has or the review because I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't watched reviews on it. I've seen clips of it and and whatnot, um, but uh, it's it looked interesting. Like like the first one uh, did, and I, it's got nothing but great reviews. I mean, I haven't read the reviews, but it's like, oh, it's great. It's this. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's you know all this high praise, and it seems like something that's worth checking out. Are they particularly long games? I mean, I can't imagine it's it's not a twenty hour epic, right? It's uh, uh I don't know shorter. how long this one. I feel like the last one was probably like twelve hours, maybe. Okay, so it's um, longer than I would have thought. Okay, th- this this game, I don't, I I I can't say that I would definitely tell you to play the first one i think you could probably jump into this one there is no like they don't catch you up but i think like i think you can figure it out i don't think you're you're gonna really be handicapped if you don't play the first one 
I will say like this one is really rising up to the ambition that you could see with the first game. Like you could see how big they wanted uh, Innocence to be, but they were just limited. This one, uh, there. I just did a scene the other night where it was it was a, a like a, just a classic Naughty Dog set piece moment where just shit is falling around you. The buildings are crumbling. You're running. You're jumping shit's just going to hell as you're getting by the skin of your teeth it no no joke was one of if not the coolest set piece moment that i've played this year uh, so just thousands of rats falling out of a out of an airplane I, I i won't tell you exactly what happened but yes thousands of rats and shit going to hell as you're you're just trying to escape and getting out by just an absolute uh Skinny your teeth. It's 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 I'm gonna, insane. I'm gonna add it to my backlog. I think Nick is trying to say something. I'll shut up for four Nick, seconds. Jump in. Uh, Nick's over here, urge surfing. Look yeah. at him. I'm just trying my best not to interrupt the, the Birdo not wanting to play something because it's 30 frames. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like you glossed over one of the highlights of this game, and it, that the first one had one of the most beautiful soundtracks that I have ever heard. And this yeah movie. there's there's just a sense of there's just a sense of like artistry to this game right yeah. and you know i'm i'm a sucker for collector's editions because they all come with neat little statues that i can put around my my room and look at when i feel sad uh but this was the first <laughs> one where i was like i don't really want a statue but it came with uh, a vinyl copy of the soundtrack and that was going to be like the selling point if i didn't have kids that just started ballet and gymnastics Mm-hmm. So is is the, it's, uh, do you do you do you stare at your collections when you're earth surfing to beat the shit out of your kids for not letting you do what you want to do? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm more than happy to give up my free time for that. But I am I Oh look at the good proud parent you are, Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> the, so yeah, Plague Tale Requiem has got a big, big, big recommendation from me. I will be doing a review on it once I roll credits. Like I said, I'm not sure. Ex- I would imagine that this game's probably a little bit longer because it 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 just seems like it's the first game, but so much more, right? Uh, I'm it's it's grander in scale and, and and pretty much everything. So I am really really enjoying it. Now we're gonna transition because I want Birdo to talk about this game that everybody's losing their mind about. Birdo's gonna tell us all about Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap is a card battler developed by Newverse, published by Marvel Entertainment, and it's available now on iOS, Android, and PC. So Marvel Snap, I I saw ads for this for a long, long time, and I'm like, I'm not, I don't care. It's uh, it's another mobile game. I don't want to deal with it. Um, but then uh, it was either last weekend or the weekend before uh, we were recording Checkpoint, and. Uh, Keith from uh, the Outer Haven was on. And he was talking about how he's playing uh, this this Marvel Snap game. I'm like, all right, listen, I don't I don't do mobile gaming. I have like Sudoku on my phone that that I that I play you know when I'm laying in bed because I like to break my brain. And I'm like, give me the elevator pitch. Why? What makes Marvel Snap besides the fact that it's got the Marvel license on it? 
if it, take that away, is it still like a good mobile game? And it is. Um, so it's a card battler. Um, it's one of those free to play games. You can you can buy, um, but you don't buy packs. It's I don't know how to explain it. So it's a, it's a you, season pass. You unlock cards. Well, yeah, it's a season pass, but I don't. You don't get cards. You get rarities. So as you play, you unlock cards just through through regular play. And then as you as you win, you get this currency, right? Whatever it's called, you get this currency, and then you use that currency, and you can upgrade the rarity of your cards. And it doesn't change the value of the card, right? It's just, you know, as an example, Ant Man is one of the cards, right? And you, he costs one energy to play, and he does, you know, he's worth one combat point or whatever the terminology they use in the game. And as you upgrade him, you, you seem those, to know a lot about this game. No, well, the, the, <laughs> hold on, I, I, I don't care about terms. It's just fun to play. So you'll upgrade him, and those stats don't change. He still, he still costs one energy to play, and he's still only worth one combat power. But now the card itself has been upgraded and, and rarity, right? So before it's like a it's a flat two D card, and then you upgrade it, and it's it's now it's uh, it's uncommon, and it's a frame break. So now the art on the card pokes out through the front, the, mm. the edge of the actual card, right? And then it's you can like upgrade a visual it again. Thing, huh? Yes, and then now it's a three D card, and then you can upgrade it again, and then it's uh, you know whatever, and it goes up in rarity, and in order. To, by increasing your rarity of the cards, you increase your deck's level, the actual level of your deck. Increasing the level of your deck, deck, I said deck, with increasing e. the level of your, with an E, a big E, um, <laughs> big E in my deck, uh, you, you unlock more cards. You get, you have to have a higher deck level to unlock uh, higher, <laughs> more right. cards. Right. So, the game plays out. It's you got uh, you start off with four cards in your hand. So you build your own deck. Uh, you can have up to I think it's ten cards, and through uh, all the ones you unlock, you just add them, and each one is worth between one and six uh, energy, right? To to play, each each round is or each game is six rounds, and on round one you can you have one energy, on round two you have two, and so on and so forth, right? So you want to build your deck so you have a. Uh, enough where you can play every single round. You don't want to load your deck with all these sixes because you'll be able to play exactly one of them. You won't make any moves to the end of the game. So you want to fill your deck with a bunch of ones, some twos, a couple threes. Mm. You really only have, want to have one or two like sixes at most because you don't get all your cards in the hand. You only get, you start off with four and then each round you draw one more and it's random. So you may not even draw one of your sixes, right? Uh. So it's kind of, it's, it's the luck of how you build your deck and the luck in which you get the cards. So, you play the cards and both uh, people play at the same time. You just don't see what they're doing until the reveal. So there are three fields on the on the map and the fields uh, have um, not multipliers. What's what I'm looking for? Um, like status effects, right? So the first one, you always the first one on the left is the one that, that is always visible on, on turn one. And it could be beneficial or it could be it could harm you. So it might say something like um, cards played here cost one less energy. So it's like, well, if I've got uh, let's say in my hand, I know that I've got two sixes that are showing up in my hand. I know that I can play one of my sixes on turn five and get kind of an advantage. Right. Or it might say uh, if you put a card here. The first time you lay a card here, fill the rest of this spot with this with duplicates of that card, and you can only lay four cards max in a in a location. So Ant Man, as the example I gave earlier, says if you control if you have four cards in a in a turn, um, you get an additional uh, four combat power. So you put Ant Man there, right? And then it says 
fill this uh, section with that card. Now it automatically fills with four Ant-Mans. Now you have all four spots and each of your Ant-Man cards triggers that ability. So now each of your Ant-Man has four combat power. So you just got uh, four, eight, 12, 16 combat power with a single draw one card, right? So there's strategy involved. The other two locations won't reveal until turns two and three respectively. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't know what those are. So depending they all on what have that, some sort of enhancement, and they all have a different, yeah. And again, it could be good or bad and you don't know. So part of the risk comes in is like, well, I don't necessarily want to play my Ant-Man card in this one because maybe I'm going to wait until I get my Hulk, which is uh, a six, uh, 12. Well, if I get that same fill the slot with whatever, I drop Hulk in there. And now I've got four Hulks right. in that spot. So maybe you'll play that Ant-Man or whatever in slots two and three. You don't know what the thing is going to be. It might be one where it says, cards you play here are immediately destroyed. So now really? it's like, oh, crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when it turns, the card that you laid there before it turns won't be destroyed, but now you can't lay anything else there. So if you were somebody who played a card there before the reveal, that spot is basically yours because you know no one can put anything else there. So you don't have to worry about it. that spot is now yours. You got a one combat power there and you win. You win that you win that spot. And in order to win the round, you have to win two out of the three um, zones. And in the event of a tie, uh, so I have the left one, Bob's got the right one, and we both got six in the middle. Whoever has the highest total combat power gets the gets the win. So that's how it's played. And uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. The cards are really really unique. There there are cards that do nothing except for it's just. It costs this and it, and it has this combat power. And then there are cards that have an on reveal, which is what it sounds like. You, you flip it over and whatever it says it does, it does. Um, and then there are some that are called ongoing. So to say ongoing, if you play a card here, like you play a card in the same zone the next turn, this card will get some kind of benefit. Or if your enemy played a card on this location, which you don't know, you'll get this kind of benefit. So it's kind of trying to judge where you think your opponent's going to lay a card down, where you want to lay a card down, and trying to strategize. You know you only need to win two out of the three zones. And until turn three, you don't know what the rest of the map is going to say. So there's a level of strategy involved in where you want to put your cards. I am, I'm a, I play, each, each game takes a minute, minute and a half, maybe. And, you know, season pass, so there's daily quests or objectives. Play 30 cards today. Uh, win, a, win a zone with more than 30 combat power. Win a zone with less than 10 combat power. And you need to do all these to increase your 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 overall level, which lets you unlock you know more cards and uh, increase the rarity, which then lets you increase the deck level. And it's... I, 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 am, I am playing every single day. I was playing while we were waiting for this uh, podcast to, to start. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm in on Marvel Snap. I won't pay a dollar. I, I, I won't. Like season passes, I don't, I don't do season passes. I won't, I won't pay for it, but I'm all in on Marvel Snap. It is, uh, it is one of those phone games. It is my new thing to do while I'm sitting on the, on the crapper. I'll pull up and I'll play like 15 to 20 games of, of Marvel Snap because I take long craps, so... Marvel Snap. If if you have any inclination at all to do a mobile game, try it out. It's free. I I, I would play it. Yeah, I, I'm looking right it. now. My collection level is uh, one thousand three hundred one. Holy shit! Are you playing a little bit more than me? You take much longer craps well, than I, I do. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I do at work. Uh, I don't poop unless I get Are paid we, for. Are talking it. longer like duration or like length of the actual crap? Is it longer? 
and duration. I guaranteed both. Guaranteed both because <laughs> I haven't had a solid shit in like a legs month. Are, so it's just. Legs are falling asleep at work. Yeah. Uh, but I got into the early access for it. So that's, that's oh, why. Okay. Did, I had, did it roll over? Did early access carry over like a, like a demo and you get to keep the stuff you unlocked in early access? Yeah. So. Oh, I shit. Was, I was just playing it and then I saw all these tweets about, oh my God, I love Marvel Snap so much. It's so great. I'm like, oh, that game came out already. And here I am with, you know, I'm over a thousand already. Uh, but I'm like, I'm like 18. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been playing it for a month. Yeah, I'm playing it for like a, a week or, or he whatever. He plays Apparently, it I'm not at LA, I guarantee it. While he, he's sitting oh, he's there 100%. He's his like, children. Fucking he, Jillian's doing a fucking twist the world and I'm going to fucking murder Thanos right now. Jeez. I haven't unlocked Thanos yet. Keep doing your somersaults, honey. Daddy's gonna play with Silver Surfer. I'm so proud of I'm so proud of you. Yeah, fuck you. Get all three zones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, do you do you don't do you do any mobile gaming at all, Adam? I mean, no. do you even have no none at all? You don't none not, at all. Not do you I. Is that why you? It's weird. Why you it's poop? you poop. What are you doing? You poop. Is that why you poop so quickly before the show? You're like, oh, I have to take a shit, and then I was expecting not to see you for 15 minutes, and then it was, where the fuck are you? Two minutes later. Yeah, 15 minutes. Jesus Christ. Uh, so a little, little backstory for the for the listeners here is like before we started the show, I was messaging guys in Discord. I'm like, okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to take a shit. So I'm, I'm in there taking a shit. And I'm just like, I can still talk to them. I have my phone. I could just go right into Discord on my phone. Technology. It's amazing. So yeah, I was talking to you guys while I was taking my shit. One hand well, yeah, wiping my ass. One hand <laughs> messaging Birdo. It's important that you don't forget which hand is which and slide your phone up your ass. I want to wipe uh, my not- ass with Birdo. That would <laughs> just pull a picture of, of Birdo. Our friendship would never recover. So Marvel oh, Snap man. then, huh? Marvel, Marvel, Marvel Snap. I don't understand how you, when you're not on Discord or tweeting. I mean, mm-hmm. I, listen. I, when I'm when I take shits, it's a 15 minute minimum ordeal, right? I just it's like it's not the shitting that takes a long time; it's the cleaning, right? And it's like trying to get bubble gum out of a shag carpet, and that's my my problem. I'm just wiping and wiping and wiping and wiping. I get wet wipes; and it's the same thing. It's just wiping, and I'm just smearing. Anyways, so what? I don't understand how you how you don't like find entertainment. You can't tweet for that long. I I don't understand what you're doing while you're pooping. Overwatch 2 is a hero shooter developed by Blizzard, published by Activision, and it's available now on a PlayStation, the Xbox, and the PC. Nick has been shooting people with heroes. Hero shooter. Yeah, it's it's basically Overwatch 1. I've had uh, an idea <laughs> for just a petty, petty uh, bit for the site for, for weeks where I just list all the improvements of overwatch 2 over overwatch 1 and it's just mm-hmm. uh, a picture of reinhardt's beard being longer and bigger and and cassidy's beard <laughs> just the number two <laughs> it's just a single bullet point <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna what's the difference is a free to play <laughs> free to play uh the beards are longer and i was just gonna you know do some crappy uh photoshop and put some beards on like may and tracer <laughs> and I'm like, I, is this super petty? Because I'm playing it, I'm having fun, but I feel like I'm being super petty because it's just Overwatch One with more facial it's hair. It's the yeah, same shit, different think, day, huh? 
I don't think, that, but that's not exactly a hot take, right? This has been, since the announcement, since Blizzard announced Overwatch 2, with the exception of, uh, supposedly there's a PvE mode in, in, in the game, which wasn't present in, in, the, in the original, which they've killed, so there isn't even an Overwatch 1, so now there's not even a delineation. There's Overwatch 1 as a game, and now there's Overwatch 2. It's just, there's Overwatch, and but we called it 2 because we killed 1. And it's just, it's not, I, I don't, I don't understand why it's, a, it's not a hot take to say that, oh, what's the difference is beard length and, and they added a number two and it would, now it's free to play because now the monetization is super egregious and it's, I haven't played it and I've only heard horror stories about like the monetization, but apparently, and you have played it, so you can maybe elaborate. Is it as bad as I'm hearing like to... Because it used to be loot boxes, and now it's that's not the case or something? No, it, it goes off the, the battle pass. So each season, I think the battle pass goes up to 85, and maybe every three to four levels you get something free. It'll be like a tag spray or a voice line. Maybe if you're lucky you get uh, a new skin, but usually those are locked behind the battle pass. And I think the battle pass is $20 per season. Jesus, and you used to be able to oh, unlock Lord. skins. You could unlock skins in the first in, in Overwatch yeah. One just by playing, right? You'd get the loot boxes, and it'd be random. You may not get one, but I would get two or three. You know, over the course of like a a, a week, I'd be playing. I would I would play Overwatch One a lot. I liked it, and you could just unlock skins left and right. I had a bunch of skins, and I never paid a dollar for them. Could you, you? You bought the game, and I get this is free to play, but that's. Uh, yeah, and it, you can you can also buy the currency to just buy the skins or whatever. I think the latest thing I saw was you can get um, charms for all your weapons, and the digital charm for one of them was seven dollars currency, real life currency, and you can go what to the, the you can go to the Overwatch uh, shop and buy a real life keychain uh, for five bucks of the exact same thing. <laughs> so it, it feels super egregious for for what it is um but you're talking also talking to somebody that did buy loot boxes from the first one like oh we have this special uh skin coming out for like halloween and you didn't get a chance to earn it which you could earn those doing special events mm -hmm. and then uh you know, you go and spend five bucks on loot boxes hoping to get it, or you at least earn enough credits to buy it once it it hits the internal store again. I don't inherently have a problem with like I, I don't I don't have a problem with loot boxes. I don't have a problem with battle passes. It's when they're implemented the way this one is apparently implemented. I don't play, I'm not a Fortnite player, right? I've played Fortnite with you guys I think twice ever in my life. But there's something to be said about the Fortnite monetization strategy that works and people don't seem to complain, right? It's like here's here's these this skins, right? I mean essentially this skins. Here's all these skins and they're not you're not paying $20 for a skin. I don't think. Maybe you are. I haven't I haven't paid attention, but they don't seem to be nearly as as expensive and I, this game just feels dirty right that it just it just feels like hey look uh, and maybe this is an activision call above blizzard saying this we need to make a number two because number two is a profitable uh and we need to do a battle pass because battle passes from games like Fortnite and whatever they're profitable but it's it's activision's money in the in, in the in the mix saying but 
we're going to make it really, really, really expensive. And we're going to kill the first one so people can't just go back and play number one. They have to. If they want to play Overwatch, they have to play this version. Did your stuff at least carry over to Overwatch 2 from the first game? After a while, yes. You had to merge your accounts, which like for the first week, for the first week, I couldn't even play it. Like I log in every single day. Their servers are absolute trash. And then you had to migrate your accounts. So I had uh, an account on Xbox, an account on PlayStation. I don't think it carried over everything. So some of my legendary skins aren't there anymore. They're just gone. Because they're, uh, they're Jesus Christ. hot garbage. But I, they are planning all that PvE stuff, all the single player stuff that they announced was coming three years ago is still... So it's not even in the game? No. So what we got what we got after three years of development was uh, longer beards, more facial hair, uh, a few new maps, one new game mode, and three heroes. What we have coming December, they say, is another tank hero and another map. And then somewhere in 2023... We're going to be getting PVE and the single-player like RPG element. Do you know what this sounds like? Do you remember when three four three said, "Yeah, the new Halo campaign will definitely have local multiplayer," and then like two years later they said, "We're not doing that. We we told you we were going to. We promise it's in our roadmap. Look, we are going to do it because we know how much you hated five because everybody loves to play Halo with their their loved ones or their or their kids or the whatever. We're going to do that." For Halo Infinite, we are going to do it, just not at release. Yeah, they just needed. To... Hey, so where's that? Where's that multi? Where's that? Where's that local co-op? Oh yeah, we're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do they that. They just needed we something lied. to get out, so they could start charging money for it. Battle Pass money. Yeah, yeah of course. Oh Jesus Christ! So I, I'm gonna tell you. Anyways. I'm gonna tell you right now, before we get too far away from the comment that Birdo made about Fortnite. Uh, I'm going to tell you why Fortnite is amazing right now, and I'm going to do it in a very encapsulated moment. Last night, my son and I were playing this game. He was Ash from Army of Darkness. I was RoboCop, and we were both riding werewolves. So (laughs) that's a fucking video game. Listen, there's something to be said about the adult toy box nature of, of of Fortnite's character skins. Like you said, RoboCop and Ash from the Evil Dead and Dragon Ball Z characters and Darth Vader all on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... Just gangbanging a unicorn on the other team. <laughs> what mode is that? I didn't get to what? see the game. Sorry? <laughs> I got it. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm stalling Fortnite real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, gangbang simulator. So, nice. would you recommend this game or not? I mean, if you like, I know you love Overwatch, but I love Overwatch. Like, it, and just playing Overwatch Two, it still like sucks you back in. If you loved Overwatch One, it's just disappointing because it's it it is Overwatch. Have you 1. played? Have you played Paladins? You ever tried Paladins? No. Paladins is a free to play Overwatch clone, but it does everything that Overwatch One does, only better. I think Paladins for free to play. Right, so now now that Overwatch is free to play, they are one to one similarities, except that Paladins does it in a much better, much less egregious like uh, battle pass way. Palad, give it a try. Uh, it's it's free to play. Down- I would suggest if you like uh, Overwatch, download Paladins, give it a shot. I think you'd be impressed if you've never played it. 
give it a shot. I think Paladins is a far, far superior version of Overwatch. It's fantastic. Is, it, is the community as big as Overwatch? So I'm. Um, I heard. I, heard I have to wait. Like, I would. I would. I would say it's. I would say. I would say it's bigger, but it's been established for ever, and there's no server. I, I remember hearing stories about Overwatch Two server wait was like thirty thousand people in queue. Wait time five hours. You want to play huh? Paladin? You just. You just. <laughs> exactly. You get in line before you go to work. Come home and maybe you can play. Uh, no Paladins. I've never had an issue. Click log on and you're and you're there and you're never waiting for matches. You're just you're just in it. Um, and with with Paladins, you can actually customize your character in the sense that there are um, builds that you can do. So you can. Uh, as your character levels up, right, just through through play, you get you don't get skill points, but you have the, the each character has certain abilities, and you can kind of pick and choose which ones you want to do. Maybe with one of the characters, you want to increase their bullet damage, or one of them you want to increase their heal over time uh, output, or you want to increase their speed, or you want you know like your healer, you want to be more agile, so you could like increase that character's uh, speed around the map, so you can like get to and heal people or get away from people. Um, and there's, there's tank classes just like Overwatch, there's damage classes, and there's support classes just like Overwatch. It isn't, when I first started playing, I'm like, oh, this is an Overwatch clone. And then I played it for a year, two years, three years, and it's just, it's a better version of Overwatch, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll check it out. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. If you do, let me know, because I'll, I'll hop on. I, have, I haven't played in a little while, but I'll hop on. But right now I'm trying to convince uh, some other friends to stop playing Overwatch and, and play Paladins oh, with so me. Oh, so it's all <laughs> I mean... It, going back mm -hmm, to mm -hmm, what I recommend mm -hmm. it, if you played Overwatch 1, it's hard not to recommend it. But if you are just looking to get into it for the first time, I would not. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we're going to move on. I'm going to talk about um, the other game I've been playing is Ghostbusters. I'm just going to direct people to go to my review for Ghostbusters because I think Elliot and I reviewed that game together. And I think it's a good time to listen to him explain why that game is cool. It's, it's, it's good. It's not great. It's good. Uh, but what I do want to talk about is a game that I've been waiting for a long time that just kind of popped in out of nowhere. Nobody's talking about it, so I figured I'm going to do it right here on this podcast. I'm going to talk about Rocksmith Plus. Rocksmith Plus is a music rhythm game developed and published by Ubisoft, and it's available as of now only on PC. So I was in the, the beta for Rocksmith Plus when it was announced at E3 like two years ago. Two years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. um, had a very limited song selection. Think of it, it's very much like uh, Guitar Hero Rock Band, only you're using your actual guitar instead of a controller. Uh, you hook your, your phone up, you download the app, and the app syncs to the game on your desktop. Your phone will hear your guitar. It actually works pretty well. You can buy a cable to plug directly into your guitar if you have an electric guitar, um, but I'm just using it off the phone. So you download the phone, the phone becomes your tuner and your input for the game. And you got a note highway coming down. You can adjust the difficulty level from, I don't know what a string is to I'm Eddie Van Halen. Uh, but what I really like, oh, and by the way, uh, like 5,000 songs in the catalog, oh, I think, shit. right now. Um, but what I really like about this game is it also acts as a tutor, as, as a teacher for playing guitar. And there are a wide selection of tutorials that you can go into, everything from 
you know, just doing scales to power chords to hammer-ons. Um, and I am playing this game both uh, as like an educational tool for myself, but also for my son. I bought my son a guitar for Christmas last year. And so he'll sit down and we'll do these tutorials together. So we'll bo we'll both be in the office here. We'll have the we'll have the coach on the screen, and he's showing us, and the prompts come up on the screen, and we're playing together. Obviously, my skill level is a lot higher than my son's, but it's it's a tool to teach you how to play guitar. And then once you go through these tutorials and you get yourself more fluent in playing guitar, then you can go into the song catalog and actually play it. Because here's the problem: if you go into a song. Let's say it's you know a very tricky song, and you pull that difficulty level back. You have this thing where like your brain knows, your brain knows how the song is actually played, right? And how many strings and how many chords and all that stuff. But the game only wants you to hit, you know, like a, a C every fifth strum. So it dumbs it down for you in a way that is easier for your skill level, but you also like. It registers in your brain like this is not what I should be doing. So then you want to you want to pull that difficulty level up. But if you do that, then you're fucked because I ain't no Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> um, it's it's very interesting. It and it, it teaches you how to play these songs exactly. The tablature is exactly what it would be if you were playing this song one to one with the record. Um, so it it's it, it's almost like it's more of a kit, a toolkit than it is a game. Um. There are a lot of songs on that on that playlist. Most of them you will not ever touch because it goes from everything from like acoustic indie rock to jazz to there's hip hop in there. Like it, it has everything, which means by virtue of unless you love everything, you're not going to touch a large chunk of that catalog. It also has very strange omissions where they'll have an artist in there that you're looking for but it's like their least popular song um yeah i mean there's there's some stuff in there that i really love and that i like there's a there's a bunch of shins music in there and i i'm a huge fan of the shins and shin the shins were never in rock band or guitar heroes so i saw that and i was like oh my god this got like two shins albums in here i love this but like there's no foo fighters there's no green day there's no ah. Weezer. There's like there's like a lot of stuff missing, and it's got licensing, right? You think it's got to be licensing issues? Yeah, you would yeah, think? yeah. I'm sure. Um, so like when you see five thousand songs, it's like great, but like four thousand six hundred of them, I'm never going to want to play. <laughs> um, so obviously. I, it, it you know it, it depends on your musical taste and your musical range there's for there's for some reason there's a lot of indigo girls if you like the indigo girls every indigo girls song in the world is on here i would imagine um but again that ain't me uh so i don't know i it, it's a service game as well so you you subscribe rather than buy the game uh, if you buy, if you subscribe to like a whole year, you get like 60% off of what the value is going month to month. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to do the year. Uh, I really like it for, for the, for the purpose of, I want to get better at playing my actual instruments. I can go in and play a lot of these songs that are on here already with rhythm guitar, but I don't know how to play lead. So I go into those tutorials and I learn how to play a riff. 
And then I, hopefully it'll, if I stick with it, I'll get better and better. And if that's something that rock band could never do, um, outside of, I think I thought, I thought rock band was a good tool to learning how to drum. Like that could actually train your, your hands and your, and your legs to, to, uh, to do different beats and different things. Like I thought that was a really good toolkit for learning how to play amateur drum, but guitar, no, that's not, it's not the same thing. This is exactly what playing the guitar for these songs feels like. So it's interesting. I know, Nick, you said you played the old uh, Rocksmith, the offline Rocksmith, yeah, right? Yeah, I just ordered a replacement cable for... You you big into it? Like, uh, what's your experience? So it, it helped me kind of refresh, because I was never like, a practiced, skilled guitarist. I dabbled, like, growing up, and then I got mm-hmm. a guitar a few years ago, and it, I just wanted something at home that I could learn, and it helped with that. And then my daughter asked for a guitar last year. And I was like, oh, I got this Rocksmith game. Let's play this. It's like a video game. It'll be fun. And then she hasn't, she hasn't touched it. She lost interest in it. So <laughs> I'm going to take her guitar that I bought her and use it for it. Are you going to subscribe to this? Are you going to do this? Or are you going to stick with the... I, is it a much more refined experience? See, I never played the the old one, so I guess I don't really know. Because you, you have to plug it into your PlayStation, put the disc in, and it's just like hooking it up to an amplifier. I'm get, I'm what I really all like... All of it goes through your microphone on your phone now? Yeah, you can get a you can get a cable that will plug into your PC, like what you said, like what you have. What I like about this is as if they stick with it and who knows if they stick with it the plans are that as the console version comes out there's going to be a um like an ipad version your account will carry with the game so that you wouldn't have to buy a playstation version you wouldn't have to buy the mobile version you would just download that version log into your account and i could play in the office i could go upstairs and play in the living room um so i like the idea that this is kind of subscription based you know and i think that lends itself well to you know you think about like itunes or apple music and all that stuff you're subscribing to a music service this is a tutorial this is like a this is like having a guitar tutor um it isn't necessarily responsive to you because it's pre-recorded video but you're getting those lessons and i think that's worth the money for somebody who like you said, I wanted to refresh my skills. I wanted to hone my skills and I wanted to learn to play some new songs. And this game does that. So that's my question. Uh, and, and you mentioned it twice. The, the gamification of learning how to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. If you are someone like me, right, a functioning idiot who picks up a guitar for the first time, would you say this is a, a worthy substitute or a valuable substitute in lieu of an actual Hey, I'm going to go to a tutor, a, a guitar instructor, a guitar tutor mm-hmm. versus I'm going to subscribe to, to Rocksmith and I'm going to, instead of paying the tutor, I'm going to pay Ubisoft this monthly fee, whatever, whatever. I don't think you mentioned it, but whatever the monthly fee is or the yearly fee. And I want to learn from scratch how to hold and play the guitar. But with this gamification, it's like, well, I'm, yeah, I'm learning how to do a skill, but I'm also, I'm playing this game right which some point for yeah. someone like me would be more engaging than i'm in a room my instructor bob is in the room and he's telling me quit fucking holding the guitar like an idiot you fucking idiot play the goddamn guitar and i'm like sorry bob i didn't mean to i'm 
struggling, I have sausage fingers, help me. Would you say it's a, a, a good substitute for that I want to learn experience with a professional? Here, Here's the difference. So like this game has all of that. It literally tells you how to hold the guitar, how to put your fingers on the string, where on the bridge to hold, um, where on the fret to hold your fingers to get you the best results and, and to not mute your strings. It has all of that from the most basic level up to professional. And you can replay those and your phone will pick up when you're hitting those strings very effectively. So it knows when you're doing it well, it'll even tell you in a song where you struggled and it'll isolate that section. Say, do you want to play this part again? Do you want to play this part slowed down to 50%? So you can go in and micromanage all those, all those uh, elements that you know that you need to work on. However, I don't, know that anything is ever going to really compare to having an actual person in the room who is watching you, observing you, critiquing you, giving you pointers, saying this is what you should do. So you're, you're self-guided in this, where it's up to you to know what you have to work on. An actual guitar tutor or teacher will be able to interact with you one-to-one. -one. I think this would be a a very, if you're a very self-motivated person, absolutely, I think this would be a very good tool. Um, but again, you know, it's like it's like distance learning versus being in the classroom, right? <laughs> it's it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it it, I think it's very strong what they do. It's just never going to be a substitute for having a, another person who has that skill set in the room with you. If that makes sense, but it'd be, yeah. But it, it would be. A I have no interest in. I mean, I tried to learn to play the guitar when I was when I was a kid, and I, and I kind of lost interest. And I ended up going to band and learning how to play the trumpet. So that's been useful as an adult. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> well, I can play. I can play Reverie if needs be. Uh, but if it, it sounds like it would be a good, maybe not. Hey, I'm going to learn to play the guitar and I'm going to master it through Rocksmith. But as a maybe a supplement or as a. I'm going to get started here, see how I like it. Maybe I only subscribe for a month or two or three, whatever it is. And then someone says, well, I really, really want to learn to play the guitar. And then they go and they get the, the tutor or the, you know, whatever. I, I had an absolute moment where I was playing. I mean, I, my whole like knowledge of guitar is, is like rhythm based. Um, so it's like strumming chords. I do a little bit of finger picking, things like that. But I, I never, I never learned lead guitar. This game taught me a riff. Uh, it's like about a three minute riff. Uh, it's it's not like baby riff but it's not like high skill i i learned that thing and i brought it upstairs and i played it for my wife i'm like holy shit look at this i'm actually playing lead guitar which i've never been able to do because i didn't know laid. where to start on my own instantly laid what's that right after that instantly just yeah like i'm like do you do we want to wait for the kids to go to bed she's like nope mm, she, nope Throw don't put the guitar down keep holding it <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, what is here is absolutely strong. I, I really believe that you just have to, I don't want a person to go in and buy this game thinking that they're going to get like a rock band, rock, uh, guitar hero experience. It's not the same thing. It's very much a toolkit over. It's very gamified. It's got the, it's got that, you know, note highway. You can custom, you can unlock custom skins for your digital guitar and all sorts of stuff. Like it's. You can customize like the background effects, all the colored wavelengths and fireworks and stuff like that. So it's very much, it is a game. It is not a party music game like Rock Band is.
Can so, you spend seven dollars to get a digital guitar strap, but then go to Ubisoft, spend five dollars, and have them send you the real version <laughs> of that same guitar strap? I mean, maybe, maybe. Nick, Nick is fuming. <laughs> All right, we got one more game to talk about. Nick is going to tell us about his iron. Tales of Iron, that is. It's a side-scrolling RPG adventure developed by Oddbug, published by United Label, and it's available on everything? How accessible. Amazing. Nick. Yes. Nick, talk about uh, it. Let's do so it. So it's a little bit of an older game, uh, but I remember seeing the trailer for it a year or two ago uh, and think, oh, this looks really neat. It's all hand-drawn animation about rats so it's going to fit nicely into the theme of a plague tale look how we're book ending our press start segment we started with rats we're ending with rats it's almost like it was planned for someone that no it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> the, the shut up was. Erno. it's totally planned <laughs> we're professionals okay uh, no but i i remember seeing the trailer thinking oh this looks uh, gorgeous, unique. I can't wait to play it. And then it came out to literally no fanfare that I could see, and I forgot about it. Mm. And th- until I got the message last week that it was on sale on my wish list. So it's ten dollars right now on PlayStation. Don't you love it when that happens, though? Honestly, like it, as a as a dad, as a guy who doesn't have a lot of time to play a game. When I see something that I forgot about and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, it's like 15 bucks and I would have spent $60 if somebody would have tapped me on the shoulder. That's kind of a win. That's a good feeling. Yeah. So it, it's brutal. You are a rat king whose kingdom has been taken over, thrown into chaos by frogs, right? the mortal enemy of rats. You say frogs or dogs? I I know my I, hear I know my asshole dog is barking right now, <laughs> uh, but frogs. Okay. Uh, so the game starts off: frogs invade your countryside and throw everything into chaos, and you have to go and sort of put things right. Uh, find your brother, uh, help people out. There's you know little quests here and there, but the combat is super brutal it's it's almost like like a bloodborne game you're learning the movements of each character and figuring out how best to take them on there'll be little cues like uh you can't block a certain type of attack so you have to parry you can't parry this attack so you have to roll this attack is an aoe so you have to roll twice to get out of the way and then you just stab a frog in the neck and then they just bleed out (laughs) Uh, there's a bunch of different weapons you can collect there's different types of armor you can collect there's shields there's bows and arrows you're drinking bug juice to refill your health this sounds badass this sounds like secret of nim it's and it's all hand-drawn and all beautiful uh the voice of Geralt from the Witcher does all the narration. The, the rats don't actually talk. It's very uh, Disney animation type of like mouse squeaks when they're talking to each other. And like the little text bubbles will just show pictures of what you're supposed to be doing. But the only narration is Geralt and it's badass. 
the, nice. the, the real challenge is like when you have three to four different types of enemies on the screen and they're all doing something different you'll have like an archer frog shooting at you from the distance while a smaller frog is coming at you that you can't block so you're trying to block the arrow meanwhile you have to parry this other frog coming at you and then roll out of the way because a shield uh, frog is going to do an unparryable not blockable attack at you at the same time so you're kind of this managing is, a bunch of uh, different this, enemies at the same time. This is an action RPG, so it's is it is it is it? Do you play the one Rat King like a you're playing Splinter from the Ninja Turtles, and it's just you against all these enemies at once, or is it like squad based? So it's just it's, it's all side scrolling. So at at the most, I've had three different enemies on the screen, and you kill one, and like a different set of enemies comes on like it's slowly ramping up the difficulty as you go on like a beat-em-up like side scroll like like a like a uh, not I'm to look- talk about turtles again but like yeah because i'm trying i'm trying to envision what this looks like how this plays i'm looking at screenshots of this right now and this game looks fucking rad it is yeah, this is gorgeous yeah because who doesn't love hand-drawn animation it looks amazing uh and it's just it slowly ramps up and it's it's just brutal it's brutal because you're you're trying to manage all these various guys on screen and it just so when you say brutal do you mean like brutal in like the violence or like this is a really hard game because that's a that's a big deal for me like i don't Mm -hmm. like these games that you're gonna bang your head against a wall i'm playing on the the normal mode so there's okay there's, there are difficulty yeah, levels it's not okay. strictly bloodborne where you're just going to be th- throwing your your controller down after a few minutes um mm, okay. but it's also brutal like you are literally most of the finishers has you like putting your shield up knocking a frog back and then stabbing him in the throat and like a spray of yellow blood goes up in the air and then you're just covered in frog blood i am in love with the visuals of this game I'm, this is I'm terrible for a podcast for an audio format but like <laughs> and i never i literally never do this but this game looks fucking incredible visually <laughs> it's outstanding yeah yeah that art style is nice and uh i just i think how it released and it i think it just deserves a little bit more attention than what it's getting especially because it's on sale right now i'd never heard of this before this came out, you said, like two years ago? I think last year it released. I saw the trailer two years oh. ago. Released last year. So you're really digging it, huh? Yeah. Like I said, I got that notification on my wish list. It's on sale. It was normally 24 bucks. Oh, so it's not even a full, I would say, full price game. It's not, it's a, it's a what, $30 game normally? $25 game? Yeah, I think it launched, it was 30 bucks. Nice. Yeah, but it's definitely, this definitely is, worth it. Oh. Man, if I didn't have like 700 games to play, I would absolutely right. pick this up. <laughs> wow, that's this, really cool. What are, you, what are you playing on? Because I, I'm looking, I'm looking at it, and the art style looks like this should be one of those things that, because it's not super high def or anything like that, and it, the the frame rate for this one doesn't seem like it would make a damn bit of difference. This feels like this would be right at home on the Switch, like lay in bed and just murder some frogs before you go to before you go to sleep, and then it 
What do you What do you playing I'm playing it on? it on my PlayStation. It's got a okay. It's got a PS4 version. It's got a PS5 version. So it's not like oh. upscaling. Oh, uh, this feels like this feels like a Switch game, and it, and it looks like you said this looks gorgeous. And playing that like this just is like a straight up Adam game right here. I mean, maybe yeah, stop trying good. to learn guitar to get laid more, and then just play this. I have to. I have to stop trying to do intercourse and play with the Rat King more. Yeah, his name's Reggie. Bullshit. Reggie the Rat. I'm adding this to my cart. <laughs> Sold. If his name is Steve, fuck this game. But Reggie the Rat, I'm on board. <laughs> wow. Okay. Have you finished this yet? Uh, no, I just, I literally just picked it up late last week and I've been playing it instead of Overwatch. I want, I want you to review this game. I want to hear a final verdict so that I know if I have to put money from my wallet into this game. Uh, I'm 11% in according to my uh, PlayStation card and it is totally worth at least the $10 right now. I would say here's how you can get the review out quicker, right? Is buy it again, but buy it on switch. And when you're going to watch daughters <laughs> play the new ballet and stuff, <laughs> sit there and play this because you need to, uh, cause we need a review. And since you don't have time to play games at home, this is why you need this on the switch. If, if I were to play it on the switch, your I would dog agrees. Your dog agrees. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Uh, All right. We're going to take a break. That's a perfect time to take a break. The dog's going to take us out. We're going to check in with, with JB in the Discord leaderboard, and we will be right back. It's time for Discord leaderboard. At the Mega Dads Discord, we have a bot who tracks how often each member posts, and it's my job to tally those up and determine our most active members. This month, those members are in third place, N. Johnson 5513, in second place, Brian S., and in first place, Wookie. And our most active Megadads team member is Hypecaster. As of the first of the month, all post counts will be reset. So get out there, get posting, and maybe next time you can be on the Discord leaderboard. Welcome back to Megadads Live. A big thank you to our Plus members for helping us keep the lights on here at Megadads headquarters. Everything we do here at Megadads is made possible because of the support of folks like you. If you care to become a member of Megadads Plus, all you need to do have a dollar and an internet connection head over to patreon.com slash megadads to sign up right now for a buck a buck that's it it's a dollar i've paid more than that for a hand job from a hooker you can you can spend a dollar for for what she had here's she the, was missing t she was missing teeth only had one hand here's the question yeah can you pay less than a dollar for a hand job? Can you, you pay can. less than a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. It won't be very good. It won't be very good. She doesn't finish. She's only got I mean, three fingers on her left hand. <laughs> it's just so weird that you talk to her about your mom like that. Oh, oh. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So I, uh, I almost didn't make it to the show today because I almost died yesterday. Have you guys ever been in like a, like a legit near death experience? Do I really, do you really want me to answer that? I've been blown up, Adam. We've had this discussion. Like, yes, That's I've true. been in a near death. I, yes. Would you like me to discuss it? 
Tell me again how you almost died in the comfort of, of Michigan or Minnesota, wherever the fuck you're from. I'm in Minnesota. Well, Same thing. Michigan. Yeah. Whatever. It's, <laughs> it's, it's cold shitty regardless. So, Go ahead. Explain. I was, I was driving home. So, okay. Okay. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to no, lessen your no, war story. Um, no, I was, no, please. I'm, I want to know how you almost died. I was driving home from work yesterday and going down the highway, singing along to Hall Oates like one does. As you and should. The, the car, the truck in front of me, like slammed on the brakes in a way where I slammed on the brakes, but it be, time slowed down. And I realized as I was approaching, having my entire face smashed in this guy's uh, truck, like, I'm not going to be able to stop. I am not going to be able to stop in time. And I swerved to the right in glorious matrix reloaded bullet time. And I fucking kid you not, I must have come within like four inches of this guy's truck. And it just swooshed by me. But it was the weirdest thing because it was like it was like that that second lasted 10 minutes. And as I was doing it, I was like, no, my brain immediately went to like, this is like fucking crazy taxi. Like if I got so <laughs> close to that, I could see like the $20 bonus charge pop up. Pizza Hut. <laughs> I could hear the guy in the back seat going, I want to go to the baseball stadium. And I, and I said to myself, I'm alive right now by the grace of crazy taxi not god not um not certainly not good reflexes as a 42 year old man but crazy taxi saved my life you owe you owe the dreamcast your life right now i owe the dreamcast many a time was i late for work at walgreens because i was in a hot game of crazy taxi that could not be stopped that game was my shit but the 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 like I could look into this guy's car, and like his face was right there, and he was giving me the look like oh my god, and I was looking at him like oh my god, and the guy in the back seat was like I want to go to Tower Records, and it was just <laughs> such a moment that was like captured in this, just a fleeting second, but it was like an entire lifetime, and I would I would be dead if not for Crazy Taxi. I'm not even joking. As a video I've... game ever saved your life? I, I mean, Frogger, maybe, uh, you know, because... For, for I, Dance Dance Revolution. For, <laughs> <laughs> Dance uh, saved no, his life. A, a, game, a game has never saved my life. I think, listen, you need to go and you need to find a copy of Crazy Taxi. You need to have it framed and, and put on your wall somewhere, right? In fact, you need to mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. uh, kick, kick uh, your eldest out of his bedroom and say, move mm -hmm. over. Fucking crazy taxis taking the bedroom. This saved my life. What have you done for me? It's a spiritual and moment. I'm gonna have a crazy taxi shrine. Yes. <laughs> I also get a race car bed. A race car bed and then yes. Yes. yellow. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. The checkered. Oh. And then I will sleep there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With your wife. Eh. She did. Well, are we, she, she didn't did help. save his life. <laughs> what did she, she do? Did. She got nothing to do with it. Are this. we giving up the car? She. she she complained that Adam got a scratch on his car while he almost died. <laughs> oh man, it was fucking intense. How, it how, was intense. how fast? How fast were you going? Ah, uh, fifty. Like, like if you would connect, 
Okay, so if you would have connected, you'd have been in a, in a world of uncomfortable uh, oh, yeah. pain right now. Dude was at a dead stop. I'm going 50. And I, I, I did slam on my brakes, but it was that close where I'm like, this ain't going to be enough, bitch. Was there, was there someone behind you? Like, were you almost pancaked between truck and whatever mm -hmm. the hell was behind you? I'm, I'm so incredibly lucky that there was nobody in that lane that I pivoted into because I didn't have to time right, to yeah. check. I just... <laughs> Which I, uh, admittedly in... is incredibly selfish. I could yes. I could have I could have easily killed like a family of four. <laughs> it's like, I'm not gonna die, but I'm sorry for you. I had not a similar experience when I was in uh when I was in high school. Uh, I was I was driving somewhere. Um, we were doing like 45. It was like a city road, like you know, driving to like a, a grocery store, or whatever. And don't ask me to this day how it happened, but the lug nuts on the passenger side front tire were loosened and the tire came off. The whole oh. tire off the car. Just ding ding ding. And it, we stopped it in the car. I need that tire back. <laughs> and uh, the car just dropped, right? Dug into the pavement and, and cut across the right hand side. And then the tail end of the car got hit and we continued to spin, right? Because we just, we're oh, in the middle lane. Damn. Middle lane, tire goes flying off, car dips down to the front right, hooks right into the to the right lane, and you know, traffic is going, hits the back end of the car and spins us around into the uh into the ditch. Cars total tires, you know, going to be with Jesus or wherever tires go when they die. And tire uh, heaven. That's accurate. Tire 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 heaven. Yeah. So I mean, not the same, but yeah, driving's 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 scary. I don't like driving. It's headlines time. Every month we bring a news story to share with you. It might not be new because we do this show once a month, but it's a story and we're going to talk about it. And this, this month, this episode of Mega Dads Live, I've been waiting to tell this fucking story. You have been for, earth surfing for, a for weeks. For years. I have been waiting for this moment to happen. Guys... And I know Birdo is like the last person who gives I'm a shit. I'm going to stay quiet for the next 15 minutes. Go ahead. You guys talk. I know Nick is a horror fan. So I will bond with Nick about the return of Silent Hill. I, I, when they announced the Silent Hill transmission, my wife got home from work and I'm like, honey, honey, it's Silent Hill. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, it's Silent Hill. And she's like, yeah. And I... I was trying so hard to force her to be excited and it just didn't work. Um, but yeah, Silent Hill is coming back. Konami had a presentation where they announced, I believe, five Silent Hill projects. Um, there's the Silent Hill 2 remake from the fine folks at Bloober Team. Silent Hill Ascension, which is some weird uh, live service game. I believe it's supposed to be something like a mixture between like uh, Until Dawn kind of interactive, manipulative story, pretend or uh, decide who lives and who dies, but infused with some sort of um, Twitch aspect. It kind of seems like the, the chat gets involved. I don't know. It sounds really weird. Uh, Silent Hill F, which takes place in 1960s Japan, which that sounds really cool. Silent Hill Townfall, which is from Annapurna, uh, and they make really interesting things. And then a, a new film is being developed, and it is an adaptation of Silent Hill 2, 
uh, from the director of the original Silent Hill movie, which is not a great movie, but it ain't a bad movie. I think in terms of video game movies, they certainly have done worse. I love the idea that Konami is just kind of whoring this franchise out to all sorts of different creative minds because Silent Hill has always been an anthology series. Uh, there have only been a couple of weak tethers between any of the games. Silent Hill 1 and Silent Hill, Hill 3 are direct sequels, but everything else is pretty much standalone. So the idea that they're going to give this to different creative minds and just see what you can do with Silent Hill, I'm very excited about this. Nick, are you excited with me? I am going to break your heart, Adam. Uh, I, what the f- I what the f- Yes! <laughs> to get Fuck you, Adam! About Silent Hill. Uh, I was like, oh, Silent Hill. Cool. Um, Alright, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, I have waited much too long to have poo-poo on Silent Hill. Silent Hill! My God, I, I, I can't believe this is happening to I'm me. I'm so happy time with Nick right out. now. Oh, time out. No, sir. Time out for you. I can't hey, believe. He's the one who said it. He, he's. Oh. <laughs> you can talk. You're not on timeout. He's on timeout. Don't fuck this up, Birdo. Don't fuck this up, or I will fire you. Wait, Bill, which one uh, was Bill, it? Have you ever played a Silent Hill game? I played I played The Room last year. <laughs> and actually all the way through. You did not finish Silent Hill 4 no, The Room. No, I'm a pussy. No. I have a question for you. Yeah. How mad at me are you that I let the relationship with Konami slip through the cracks right now? Like, how much do you really <laughs> want to beat the shit out of me on a daily basis? So a couple the- of years ago when Birdo was streaming, somehow he had the most romantic Twitter relationship with Konami PR. They loved you. They sh- they 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 shared out your streams. Uh, they gave you free codes. You basically had like a sponsorship from Konami. And at the time, Konami wasn't doing anything other than releasing, you know, PlayStation Two games on Steam. Yeah, basically. Uh, now, not only is Konami re re uh, reemerging with Silent Hill, uh, they're bringing Sui Coden back. They're like actually making games that I care about. And, and they don't give a fuck about me anymore. The relationship is just dead. <laughs> whoever that was is probably not even with the company anymore. And if they are, honest, you to, burned to that honest, bridge. No, no, not at all. We we've discussed, and this would be a this would be a potential spoiler for for the new year. I want to come back to streaming. We've discussed this privately. Mm. I want to come back to streaming. And uh there's a chance. I'll reach out to Konami. I still ha- they're still in my DMs, and I'm like, hey, listen, do you remember me? No, here's a picture of me in a mermaid outfit. Now, do you remember me? Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, and you know, will I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll rekindle that love. That re- I'll reignite that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I'll play. I'll put on some slow jams, right, in the in the background. I'll, You're Tom uh, Hanks. Rub- they're Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything just, everything will be okay. Okay, Nick. Everything will be okay. Nick. You're off of timeout. Oh, come, okay. come back. Okay. Tell me why you don't like Silent Hill while I while I pull my curtain shut because the sun is blazing right into my eyeball. Yeah, you look angelic. Uh, I, it's just I've never really gotten into them when I played them. Like, which ones have you played? Because, because they suck. It's, 
they don't suck. They're just not good games. They're not, they're not for me. Like if I had to pick one of the two classic horror franchises, I'm Resident Evil guy all the way. So the- yeah, I mean, I think that's problem. That's the problem with like Silent Hill as a franchise. Their early messaging, well, not early messaging, but they came out at a time where survival horror was becoming a thing. Uh, Resident Evil was a game that was about collecting flamethrowers and shooting zombie dogs and silent hill is all about the narrative there's not much in regards to compelling gameplay it's more about the puzzles it's more about unraveling the story so if a person played a resident evil and then went and played a silent hill they're like expecting these to be similar because they're both survival horror third person adventure games that ain't it this ain't it um, You're not the only person I'm disappointed a... with that news because my wife saw the news of all the new Silent Hill stuff. And she's like, I mm-hmm. can't believe it. They're making more Silent Hills. I'm like, I don't fucking care. You see the remaking what was the last one you... for the 20th time? I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. The thing that's really interesting about this new Silent Hill emergence is like these appear to be very different games. I like the idea that this Silent Hill F is like, it ain't even in Silent Hill. And it's, you know, it's in 60s Japan and it seems to be about, um, like the creatures are like weird coral. They look like cordyceps. They look like cordyceps. They look yeah, like they last of cordyceps. When I saw that trailer, it was a very good looking trailer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to play the game at, at mm-hmm. all, but it looked really, really good. I have a correction. I was thinking about it as you guys were talking and as Nick was telling us how he disappointed his wife again. Um, <laughs> I played. I have. I have played. I've played Silent Hills 1. I played the first one all the way through when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember. I don't remember Dick all about it, but I remember playing the game. My brother and I had it on PS, was it PS1, PS2. PS1, uh, yeah. I, I remember. I Barely, but I remember playing it. So I wasn't always a, a big fucking wuss. Uh, that happened later in life. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah I just, I love. Homecoming. Oh, that's, that's a, okay. Even I think that game sucks. That one's bad. That one's bad. <laughs> I just, I love the idea that Silent Hill can be a completely different experience in all of these different games uh, as somebody who has played all of the console versions i didn't play like the psp one um i just love that it's a different character a different story a a different horror every time like the town literally changes for each person that comes into it and i love the idea that they're going to give this to different developers and just let them go wild with this nebulous idea of what silent hill could be for a guy like me who's been waiting for this franchise to return forever and to have five new projects in the works who knows when the fuck they're coming out um bloober team is not usually one to to show their hand long before the game releases so i would imagine this is going to be a 2023 game i'm i'm so excited you think that soon you think 23 i think the remake will be i think the rest of them are further off i think remake comes out next year okay speaking of remakes birdo Oh man! See now, this is this this is mine. I, The Witcher. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, at this point now, uh, CD Projekt Red had a huge info dump of their next, based on their timelines, fifteen years or more probably worth the games. Right? They've announced uh, they announced an entire new Witcher trilogy, uh, a cyberpunk sequel, 
And I think they also announced like two kind of standalone Witcher games, I believe, like spinoffs, mm-hmm. um, not related to the trilogy. And I was like, this is cool, awesome. Uh, they, they've really come around on Cyberpunk. They, they really fixed that, right? They've canceled uh, future patches on last gen PS4 and Xbox uh, One. Um, and, you know, they, they, they fixed that game. And uh, so, the, hey, we're, we're making a sequel and we're going to make a new Witcher trilogy and we've got some other stuff. And then that was kind of it. And they had some code names for some of the stuff. And then this week, uh, I got an email. Uh, and then they blasted it to to the internet. Hey, also one of those things that we announced that we that we had a code name for is we're going to remake the original Witcher game on the Unreal Five engine. And I got a chub instantly. I I love the Witcher series. Uh, I played them all. I've played um, one and two. I've played multiple times. Three is hard to play again because it's such a massive, massive hundred plus hour RPG. Uh, I am playing it again on the Switch and just kind of take my time with it. Um, the Witcher 1 is probably still my favorite game in the series. It's only available on PC. It was released in 2007. But it is a really, really hard game to, to play or to recommend to anybody play. The controls are are, are janky at best. It, it looks like, like dog shit. Um, what I like about what I like about the story is what keeps me engrossed in the Witcher series. Right, I've read. Um, I'm the guy who's read all the Witcher the novels, all seven or however many books they are. I've read them all multiple times. I've listened to the audiobooks. Uh, I have like the Witcher, um, like the World of the Witcher compendium book, and like I I am a Witcher stand right through and through. Um, and I've I, like I said, I, I've played the first Witcher game a handful of times. The combat is it's like a rhythm game, right? So you 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 uh, engage an enemy. And then the icon turns into a sword. It's very, it's very 2000s. It's like, oh, the icon is a sword when you go to attack. And then so you click, and then he'll go through the animation. And then, depending on if you're doing a fast attack or or a strong attack, uh, the animation will be different. And then it's the the sword will glow when you click next to go into the next combo. And as you level up, you can increase the length of the combo and you can, you know, do all these cool pirouettes and, and stuff like that and parries. Um, but it's all it's all rhythm based. Uh, and then his his signs or um, his magic abilities or whatever are are bound to the um, right mouse button. And you can it's switching behind him is a pain. You gotta like pause combat to like switch which sign you go to. And it's a very it's an old, it's an old game, and it, and it doesn't look. It has not aged well. Trying to play it now is is difficult, but the story is still amazing. Um, it it is my favorite story in the Witcher trilogy, and for them to say we're going to remake this thing, we're not going to remaster, we're not going to upscale it, we're going to remake this thing in Unreal Five Engine. Um, this for me is a personal like most anticipated Unreal Five game that there that there could be, and. I, I hope they I want them to remake it. I want it to look gorgeous. I want it to play more contemporary with you know with a with a with a keypad or a controller. I want it, you know, to have the the kind of combat feel of like of the more modern games of two and three. Um, but I don't want them to change like what makes that game great. Um, the developers they um, they matured as they went through one, two, and three um, with how they treat women in the series three is much more mature women are well-defined characters two less so and one was was borderline offensive right you would have sex with women in the game and you would collect 
these collect <laughs> these sex cards and they would be if you got the yet yeah, sex cards and i saw your face light up um the u.s centered version they would have they would be centered right so it'd be like a like a playing card and it would have this image of the the your conquest uh as it was uh, not my joking. term not my, no, <laughs> no not my term the game's term and so if you would you would sleep with like uh, uh there was hook there was certain hookers that were named right so there was special hookers they got a name they well, at least they had a. names at least they had names <laughs> um and then you would sleep with like a dryad or you could you could romance um tris marigold who becomes a staple in the series later on and the initial us release it would be you'd have this card and they would edit and they'd put like you know clothes or they'd edit the hair over the the nipples or whatever and then in the uncensored edition it would just be mm. they're, all, they're all on display what if and, you and, could take i i here's the thing it is a part of the game and i believe it should be taken out but also i have a counterpoint uh, okay what if you take your sex cards yeah and you upload them into marvel snap and then no. you you can play like your your double booby on like right. uh on like a multiplier and all of a sudden you got like 12 just boobies. boobies just boobies everywhere or just uh expand gwent or <laughs> make it a make it a gwent spin-off they already did that and that's a great game listen uh, <laughs> i i think i think the witcher take the sex cards out of, of of the game right that needs to be removed um but take take the way they treat women in that in that game kind of out as far as that aspect of it. Um, I more people need to be able to experience this game. Uh, it it really the it's a political it's a political drama, right? It's and it's and it really is fantastic. And if you can get past the gameplay, it's 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 still one of my favorite games. It's it's Witcher the original Witcher is a top ten game for me, maybe top fifteen, if I really. Uh, put some effort into it as long but as I you look past the gameplay the graphics and <laughs> and the, the problematic the problematic way of, women. Women are, of women right the, the the dehumanization of top of women in this of all top time. 10 game <laughs> if, if if you don't mind dehuman uh dehumanizing uh an, an entire subset of the human uh race uh it. it is a great game and i really i, I really do I, I can't wait for them to, to do this i hope they take their time with it i believe i don't think cd project red is running the remake uh, the remake i think it's being sent off to some one of their third party studios or partner studios um which is fine i just want them to treat this with care this game means so so much to me personally uh dehumanization aside uh and i i'm excited and i know you've never i don't think you've played any of the witcher games adam uh i i wouldn't suggest jumping into three uh because you do lose a lot three is one of those things where it builds on mm. the, the games they are they're not direct sequels in a sense they are but they're not like you have to play two to get three and you have to play one to get two and so forth i think it does a good they job do. of onboarding you though I, th I think it does especially three does an excellent job of onboarding you from the from, from from one two less so from the events of the first one um but this is a game where when this comes out i would urge everybody whether you've played two or three or not is relevant i would highly encourage everybody to play this game whenever it comes out my guess is they've just announced this thing they've got a bunch of stuff in the pipeline this is not coming out till 2020 
five, and that might be early, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay. I don't want to hear about this game again until it's ready to, until they're ready to show something. I want to see a gameplay trailer. I don't want to see shit else or hear about this game until they're ready to show gameplay. But when they when they announced this, I I lost my ever living shit. This is mm. this is my Silent Hills transmission. This is this is my thing. Isn't it wild that like it's by the time people are listening to this, it's November. Mm-hmm. Remember when game news used to come out like twice a year? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's, like a nonstop, uh, just a, like a geyser of announcements and showcases and all sorts of it's, shit. It's what I, it's what I miss. It's what I miss about the E3. Like, would we have gotten so Silent Hill transmission? Would you have gotten that in a world where E3 was E3 in the, in the prime of E3? Maybe, maybe, but it, it might have ended up on a Konami showcase at E3 and it would have right. been maybe drowned in a bunch of other announcements. There's something to be said about these kind of one-offs. Yes, it's an endless stream of stuff, but it's also it allows things like this to be to be in the in the spotlight for at least a couple of days before <laughs> the next developer announces their 10-year plan with their with the stuff. Well, from announcements to controversies, Ooh. Nick has brought the hot topic of of right now, and uh, that is the Bayonetta three VO kerfuffle. Uh, I'm gonna let you talk about this because I'm honestly not even fully versed on the latest. I know it's just getting worse and worse. So, Nick, tell us what's going on with Bayonetta three. Okay, so any of you may or may not remember, there is a brief blip of a story. Uh, months ago saying that Platinum Games is not hiring their Bayonetta 3 voice actress again and it would be taken over by Jennifer Hale who is absolute legend right uh, and then nothing happened like it just got swept under the rug no one seemed to care it's like oh that's weird and then we all moved on with our lives uh, as the release of Bayonetta 3 is just around the corner the original voice actress, uh, Helena Taylor, uh, released a series of videos explaining why she was not back voicing the role. And it was basically that Platinum Games was going to pay her a flat fee of $4,000. And then she called for a boycott on the game. Uh, the internet being the internet, we want to believe... <laughs> we want to believe... Uh, that there was no sinister motivations behind the worker and it was the corporation that was terrible so mm. immediately everyone started tweeting at platinum games and the creative director and he quickly deleted his twitter account yeah he kind of lost his marbles a little bit and then uh then he disappeared yeah he he already had like very strict rules. If you quote tweet him in English, you get blocked. So <laughs> he was just blocking, 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 blocking thousands of people complaining to him that the original voice actress was not going to be back, which again, months earlier was not a fucking problem. <laughs> so everyone has their, their paintings in a twist. Everyone's upset. 
uh, Platinum puts out like, hey, we offered her a very reasonable contract and we couldn't agree. So that was it. People move on. Then uh, everyone's favorite games reporter, Jason Schreier, got the lowdown that Platinum Games actually offered her uh, three separate voice recording sessions at a fee of $4,000 each, which is more than the flat fee that she originally said. She counters, like, yes, they offered me this. Uh, We just couldn't make it work. It was insulting. I countered a bunch of he said, she said at this point. Mm. Uh, And then it goes more off the rails. And now she is... Again, still asking for the game to be boycotted, asking for people to donate, but to uh, anti-abortion charities in the United States. So she went, and this is all like the span of three weeks at this point. She went from the downtrodden, corporate abused voice actress that we should all rally behind to a right-wing anti-abortionist uh blue lives matter villain she's made herself look fucking crazy yes (laughs) she's i can i there i i've i've listened to other podcasts and they've dissected this a little bit more and kind of had more details or whatnot um so there is like industry standards for for vo and for for a game that is going to sell gangbusters on the switch it's going to bayonetta 3 is going to sell it, it will game uh, bayonetta is a, is a huge franchise what she was offered as i understand it even with even if ever is, is in chunks for multiple like four thousand per session over x amount of sessions or per session it's still low for a game that is going to sell as much as it's going to sell um uh, I was I was looking this up, and for a game that for a game like this, something around t- maybe twenty five to like fifty thousand dollars for VO would be like a low ball estimate for what would be expected. So even even her saying, "Well, they only offered me four grand," or like, "Oh, well, no, it was gonna be four grand per session for every session," is still low. Her just coming out and saying they offered me four thousand dollars total. That's it. They offered me four grand, and that was insulted, and and lying about it. And then who's the who did they have replace her? Je- uh, Jennifer Hale. She she couldn't come out and say anything because she was under NDA, and she's like, I gotta say something. I gotta like, I don't need people coming at me with all this hate saying I stole her job. So she had to like, she sent out a tweet. I don't have it in front of me. But she had to walk this fine line between staying under NDA and not saying too much, but also like, hey, listen, this is the business. I was contracted to do this thing. I did this thing, but I can't say anything about what I did or yada yada because I'm under NDA. And she, like, it was she the was ultimate attacked. urge surfing tweet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was her, her, uh, her likes on Twitter, like Jennifer Hale's likes on Twitter really tell the story of what is happening behind the scenes. I guess uh, mm-hmm. Helena Taylor originally wanted like six figures. She wanted a percentage of sales. Yeah, she wanted a lot because the game because the game is going to sell gangbusters. It's going to uh, people have been waiting for Bayonetta three for a long time. 
uh, and she didn't get what she wanted, so she cried wolf, and she's getting to take she's getting taken the town over. And I don't like to see anybody be you know dragged through the mud or whatever. But when you when you lie and you call for a game to be boycotted because you didn't get your way, and you want this developer to punish this other voice actress who had nothing to do with your situation to get to get punished and to suffer and to not get her just dues, or you want you know all this stuff like hey you know what you you brought this upon yourself you're, you're boycotting this game you're publicly speaking out ask people not to buy this game and you're going to have fans there's going to be people who are going to support uh how they're going to right and that could cause people to actually not buy the game that could cause a reduce in sales depending on what kind of like um uh um following that she has or whatever and I, I, personally i see this going to court I do. I think someone's getting sued. I think she's going to get sued, especially if um, uh, who's it's Platinum Platinum Games yeah, who's making this game. If Platinum Games deems that hey, she has cost us sales because of her her, her lie and her whatever, I I think she'll end up in court. Personally, I, I, I think her career is pretty much uh, over at this I, point. Oh shh. Yes. So there's there's not much else. Like no one's going to want to work with her after this. But the no, she's going to be blacklisted. The, the main thing that I want to talk about was, okay, so the initial response to these videos was massive. Massive. Mm-hmm. You had different game developers coming out in support, different voice actresses coming out in support. Uh, just everyone offering her love and like, hey, this is unfair. How can you offer to pay her $4,000? Just taking her hat word because why wouldn't you and then the redaction and the correction again because it came from jason schreier who i personally like i know adam has a problem with him but he is also very block happy on twitter for whatever reason you're you're a journalist you claim you're a journalist and your stories don't come out on washington post as fast as they should be you, the major news source is you tweeting about it and talking about it and you're blocking half of gaming twitter for whatever reason so the redaction isn't going to be the bigger story it is it is now because right. it's gaining traction but yeah my my problem with jason schreier is not his work because he's excellent at what he does i just i get turned off by how his twitter presence kind of twists the story to be not not this is a story i'm telling but like look i'm telling this story (laughs) you know what i mean like he he tweeted uh or he retweeted her admission or her, her recount recanting her statement or whatever and it was it wasn't uh, Helena, what's her name? Helena, uh, Helena Taylor, uh, revises her statement or whatever. It was, she, how did he put it? Like, she confirms that my reporting was correct. And it's just kind of like, yeah, factually that's correct. But just like that in context with the other stuff that he's known for on Twitter, it just, it feels slimy to me. He spins his stories to be like, look what I found out. Look what, look what I uncovered. And we know the truth now because of me, Jason Schreier. Yeah, I get it. At the same time, no one, I don't follow Washington Post for 
gaming news. I'm never going to see that article come out. So I rely on him and a few others to get those big uh, in-depth reports. Yeah. And if you're going around blocking a whole bunch of people, there's a whole bunch of people that aren't going to get those reports. So they're just going to go on right. thinking that this woman is amazing and being mistreated when really she's just being a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those are our stories. Uh, we're going to take one last break and then we're going to come back and we are going to wrap this show up with the caboose. Let's take a moment to thank our Mega Dads Plus members. Those are the folks who keep the lights on in the studio and keep us working hard, creating new content for you. If you want to become a member of Mega Dads Plus, it only takes $1. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash megadads and sign up today. Our members for the month of November are Spokes, Julie Vernetti, Emily Smith, Brent, John D. Francesco, Mike Salvino, Brendan Myers, Estuardo Zenteno, The Snack Network, Brandon Wilson, Constantly Calibrating, and Ryan Inderlead. And our Hundo P Club members who have pledged a lifetime support of $100 or more. Those fine folks are Petey McDee, The Bafo Yucks Dudes, Andy Penzik, Timothy Alf, Tony Hughes, Jesse Waldack, The Nintendo Dads Podcast, Justin Masson, Dan Nagan, David Snyder, Johnny Casino and Dave Soto. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of Mega Dads throughout the years. And now back to the show. I went in my pants a few minutes ago. Welcome back to Mega Dads Live. As you just heard, Nick just wet his pants a few minutes ago. And um dedicated. You know, <laughs> the fun does not stop when this podcast stops or when Nick's bladder stops. Uh, we have so much coming up this month here at Mega Dads. Uh, I will be having my review of Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, I'm going to be having a taste testing video where Elliot and I, we actually found uh, at the mall, we went to the Mall of America a couple weeks ago and we found this Japanese convenience store and we bought these Splatoon gummies. They're like shaped like little squid inklings. Uh, and we did a we did a reaction video of tasting these things and spoiler alert, they were fucking nasty. So it's going to be a funny video. We're going to have that up on the YouTube channel. We got all sorts of stuff coming up, but you guys are creating content too. Who wants to go first? Who wants to tell me about what's coming up from you guys this month? Uh, well, I have some dads on film lined up. Our mm -hmm. new YouTube short video that is like off the shelf, but for movies. Uh, and I'm, I, I'm just going to be real shitty and real petty and just do that Overwatch uh, article because I think it'd be funny. It's just going to be pictures. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, it can be like a picture book yeah. on the, the internet. Birdo, what about you? Uh, I I don't contribute a, a whole lot as a, as a general statement. Oh, come um, on now. No. So uh, you'll you'll hear my sultry tones on, on the other podcast that we do on Checkpoint. Uh, so that'll be coming out uh, before this one. So you, you should have already heard that episode of Checkpoint uh, if you listen to this. Uh, you'll also see my face popping up on TikTok. I'm going to be doing TikToks for the Mega Dads. So 
uh, expect low quality video content from me <laughs> on the old TikTok. And as I said earlier, nothing nothing to announce officially for for this month or even next month. But future states, uh, you might see my mug on cam again playing video games on the old YouTubes. So more to follow on that. Uh, nothing to commit to at this moment as I iron out those details. But uh, yeah, otherwise, um, I'll be ranting on Twitter about uh, Frodo Baggins sucking dicks. And that'll be that's that's about that's about it. That's what I got coming for you. Well, that sound, of course, means that this is the caboose final part of Mega Dad's Live, where each of us brings a recommendation, something outside the world of video games that we think you might enjoy. Nick, tell me about your caboose. Uh, one of the things that I have recently started doing for myself, I know I don't say I do a whole bunch, but I've been going for walks and they're just relaxing. And after a hard day, it's just nice to get out. It's it's fall, so the leaves are all out. It's mm-hmm. nice, crisp air. I just walk for an hour, and it clears my head. Uh, makes me a better person afterwards. I love I love going for walks. I try to do that every day during my lunch break at work. It's been really nice here in Minnesota. I don't know what it's like in in Michigan right now, but it's like mid sixties, so it's an it's a warm autumn right now. Uh, beautiful walking weather. Birdo. Uh, yeah, I tell, tell so, me about your caboose. My caboose is is my super positive. Like I said at the at the top of the show, um, I I'm not saying everybody needs to go to the gym or anything like that, but find a physical activity. Life is is stressful. Uh, at least at least mine has been, and, and I know you too as well. Life life can be really stressful. I have found that lifting up heavy objects and putting them back down, and then doing it again over and over again for an hour to an hour and a half is a great stress reliever. Um, like Nick, I also walk. I can't run. My knees are shot to shit uh, from from age and being blowed up uh, and ten years ago. Uh, so I use an elliptical, and I just I'll go on that for thirty minutes to to an hour, and just just beat myself up uh, at at the gym. Um, it's been it's it's just been hugely uh, stress relieving for me. Um, I don't do I don't do much else outside outside of video games and 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 going to the gym. So that's that's my thing. I suggest you know find a physical activity if it's going for a walk, touching grass, right, and getting out of the house and just doing mm-hmm. something that's just not in your house. Get get something above you that isn't the the roof of your of your house. Look up and see the see the see the see the trees, see the see the sky, see the whatever. Um, I go for walks. I go you know sometimes I use elliptical, sometimes I just go for a walk around the neighborhood two or three times. And just just get outside. My my that's that's what's in my caboose. That's what's in my caboose. Yeah, that's what's in, in my caboose. That's what's up your caboose, along with uh, glitter farts. Outside, yes, the outside is up my caboose. <laughs> Look at you guys being all healthy and 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 uh, embracing nature in the great outdoors. Oh, I'm not I'm not healthy at all. <laughs> You're just unhealthy he's going outside. Out, he's, going, he's going outside to not die. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> My caboose is, uh, I am not, I know Nick is a big tabletop guy. I'm not a big tabletop guy, but I found I reconnected with my favorite board game with my family, and that's Clue. Now, we went on vacation a couple weeks ago. We went to the Wisconsin Dells, and we found this 
this uh, this toy shop, this toy shop, not a chain. It was just like some random ass toy shop. And they had a reprint of my favorite version of Clue, which was Clue Master Detective, which came out in, I believe, the 90s. Now, this was the one that had the extra suspects, the extra weapons. It was like a trifold board for the mansion. So it's like it's Clue, but like blown up. It's like extra Clue. And uh, we had been playing just regular, normal-ass Clue around the house. But I saw this, and I picked it up, and it's been reprinted, um, which is really cool. I, I know they've done this with, like, Fireball Island. A lot of these old 90s games that we grew up playing have gotten reprints and reissues. So we've been playing Clue Master Detective as a family. And if you have little kids, uh, I highly recommend playing a game about solving murder with your little children. <laughs> Not only because of the subject matter is just hilarious, but when kids try to use their problem solving and their puzzle solving skills into play, uh, my son is learning how to kind of subvert the game and know when to withhold certain cards if he can to make people think that that's the actual solution when he's just being sneaky and, and keeping it obscured. Uh, and then it's also really hilarious when my five-year-old uh, daughter will like get shown a card and she'll be like, oh, that's the green guy. And then just like announce it to the rest of the team. So then we all get to mark it off on our sheets because she doesn't know how to properly play the game. Playing games like that, that require problem solving and, and a little bit of sneakiness with kids is hilarious so um if you have little ones play it doesn't have to be clue but play a game like that that really challenges their their uh their mindset and their skills uh and you will have a great great time and if you have a drink just, with it it'll, it'll be even more fun just imagine if you had gone on your originally planned vacation that you wouldn't have had this great story about board games and you would have right. been stuck in hurricane town just so. another uh, just another highlight of 2022 <laughs> <laughs> yep they absolutely do well that's it guys that's going to do it for this month's episode of mega dad's live don't forget now if you're listening to this this saturday november 5th we're having our Extra Life charity live stream. We'll be playing games all day long and performing ridiculous bits to help raise money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I'm going to be having a two-hour concert in my living room with my kids. I've got the guitar, the amp, the mics. It's all set up. We're going to have laser lights. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be performing for you guys live on YouTube.com slash Megadads. If you have not donated yet, we got a long way to go. Make sure you go to extra-life.org slash team slash megadads. Again, extra-life.org slash team slash megadads. You've got to get your pledges in before game day. Get us over that hump. We want to do as much as we can to help these kids. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fantastic time. Uh, I'm very, very excited about it. It's always a highlight to do Extra Life every year, and my kids really look forward to the live stream uh, and being hams. We're going to have a ball pit in my living room. Um, I've got like six, seven garbage bags full of play balls, ball pits. Uh, I'm going to be dressed as Kratos from God of War, sitting in the middle of a ball pit, playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with my kids. going to be great. Sounds like an awesome day. Sounds like an awesome, awesome day. It's going to be an awesome day. And of course, as always, you can find info about this event and everything that we do at megadads.org. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. This was this was different. This was fun. 
I really thanks enjoyed for, this episode. Thanks for joining thank me, you Nick. Thanks for letting me in the building. Yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting me on. Berto, you too. Photo bagging sucks. Fuck you. For Berto, for Nick, and for all chubby dads who play games everywhere, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next month on Mega Dads Live. Bye. Bye.